0: This is Tom Lee, Editor-in-Chief for NEGM Catalyst. And today we're talking with Praveen Tadani, President of Priority Health, which I think of as one of the most innovative health plans in the country. It's part of Spectrum Health, the integrated delivery system in Western Michigan. And we're focusing today on cutting edge work that Priority Health is doing in social determinants of health. Priority, Priority Health was already on many of our radar screens because when COVID hit, they developed a virtual first product, and they'll soon be updating NEGM Catalyst readers with a progress report on that. But today we're talking about another important area in which Priority Health is taking an array of actions, addressing health equity and the social determinants of health that drive so many of our patients' medical problems. Praveen, we can safely assume that most of our audience know about the importance of social determinants of health, but not all of them know much about Priority Health. Can you give the quick one or two minute description of your plan?
1: Absolutely, Tom, and thank you for uh, giving me this opportunity to to talk more about social determinants of health. And before I dive in and do a quick one minute update of of our plan, uh, very quickly, we uh, we are very fortunate to be integrating with Beaumont Health, effective February 1st. So we are temporarily calling our system instead of Spectrum Health, we're calling ourselves BHSH System, So some great news on that on that front as well, let me dive in, we are the largest uh, nonprofit health care plan in in the state of Michigan. And our commitment has and always will be to our members and the communities we serve. We truly recognize the vital role we play in addressing social determinants and working to achieve health equity as well. Today, our team proudly serves more than 1.2 million members and we offer extensive benefit options for not only employer groups, but also individuals, including Medicare and Medicaid and Obamacare or ACA. We are continuously recognized as a leader for quality, customer service, pricing transparency, and product innovation as well. A few things that really set us apart, one is our very low administrative cost. We spend nearly 90 cents of every dollar on member care and only use about 10 cents for necessary administrative costs. We were also among the first health plans to offer members a pricing comparison tool, our cost estimator, a highly used tool that I think uh, brings more value to our members and all of our purchasers. And as you know, and recently reported on, as as you mentioned earlier, we were the first insurer in the country to launch virtual first health plans in the individual market in 2020 that have done exceptionally well for us as well. And lastly, we create innovative value-based care incentives and programs with our provider network that help identify and truly address social determinants of health, which we can talk more about in just a bit.
0: Well, thanks so much. Now, as I said, we won't take time to recap how important SDOH are, but instead focus on what Priority Health is doing about them. And I would emphasize them because SDOH is not one thing for which a single initiative is enough how should organizations organize themselves for this work? I know your team breaks them down into five key categories,
1: right? That's absolutely correct. And and Tom, again, before I respond to the question, let me just articulate in my background, uh, I actually have a master's in public health focused on disease prevention and health promotion. And one of the very important things, which I I know all of our listeners already realize, is the vast majority of health uh, outcomes disparity, as well as health, health outcomes in general, are, are, are determined by social determinants. So uh, you know, potentially up to 80% of health outcomes uh, uh, could be responsible uh, based on social determinants. So this is a very important topic for our organization. I think one of the first steps in organizing yourself is to ensure you're making this work a priority. Uh, and we absolutely have here at Priority Health. Addressing social determinants or achieving health equity is not something that can be done off the side of our desk. You truly need purposeful engagement from your team and allow for teams to have bandwidth to focus on this work. And we've done exactly that. We have dedicated staff, but most importantly, this is a committee that actually reports directly up to our board as well. As far as categorizing social determinants, we typically use the subsets that have been established by the US Department of Health and Human Services in Healthy People 2030 objectives. And that includes, as you articulated, five categories. One, education, access, and quality two, neighborhood and physical environment, which really means the, the, the physical environment where people live, three, economic stability, four, community and social context, and in there we primarily are referring to coworkers, including their community. And finally, number five, healthcare access and quality, and that's really where Priority Health comes in. We recognize that we have a responsibility to ensure access to healthcare. And several studies have shown that healthcare access is a major barrier to achieving high quality health. So, when we're looking at interventions that will address the previous mentioned categories, we also break things down at, at three levels. The first level is individual level, so more likely uh, social needs and individual member pain points, which we've got to address. Second is community level, which is more high level social determinants of health. And lastly, there is a society level, which digs deeper into the structural determinants of health equity. So that's how we tend to orient ourselves and think about it.
0: Now, even breaking them down as you have, these problems are so huge. I can easily imagine the phrase boiling the ocean coming up when you discuss taking them on. How does priority help break down the work?
1: Great question. And and I completely agree. And like you mentioned, these are significant issues and ones that are systemic, sometimes very far reaching and very deeply ingrained into inner society as well. So change is certainly not going to happen overnight, but with commitment from dedicated organizations, we can begin to make an impact truly one step at a time. So to break down the work, we first don't look at addressing social determinants as just an area of business, but truly as our responsibility. It is our responsibility to invest in programs that will directly address the critical social determinants that adversely affect the health and well-being of our members. A few steps we took initially to get started in this work. First, we assessed our membership to ensure that our products are reaching an audience reflective of the populations we serve, and then having all of our team members complete a complicit bias training, which is an eye-opening experience for many of our team members. One very important thing I wanted to note is that effectively partnering with the community, provider community, I should say, is key to this work. So we create unique value-based programs and incentives for our providers that directly align with our work to address social determinants. So two quick examples of this. We were actually the first insurer in Michigan to offer financial incentives to providers who capture and track patient data related to social determinants. There's actually codes available for that. We call them Z codes, and we, we incent our providers to, to record those Z codes. We were also the first insurer in Michigan to support the centering pregnancy model of care through provider incentives. This is a a mode of group um, prenatal care that helps reduce preterm births and increase companionship during pregnancy. Last summer we also announced our new full life cycle social determinants initiatives. This first of its kind program will really enable priority help to proactively identify social risk among our members then initiate culturally resonant engagement and then connect people with critical resources to address their needs and then finally repeatedly measure the impact to refine our future programs we also partnered with industry leaders socially determined canseo sanio and aunt bertha to create this data-driven full life cycle approach for addressing social determinants and improving health outcomes so while i'd say it's one thing to understand that a social factor is impacting someone's health we wanted to go a step further and create a program that would really directly address the members' needs. And that's the reason why we launched the first full life cycle social determinants initiative.
0: So really, we're talking about a series of interventions, not just one, uh, if I have it right. Um, I mean, you know, you've described some of them. Are, are there others that you'd like to give us a little taste for?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right. Um, It's a series of interventions. So I think making sure our members have access to the care they need isn't really enough. And our goal in this process is to address all the factors that affect our health, not just at the doctor's office or in the hospital, but also through access to healthy food, secure, reliable transportation to healthcare facilities, and truly everything in between. So let me offer three specific examples. I just mentioned transportation so priority health organizes transportation for medicaid members who need a right to medical appointments or to pick up medicine and other healthcare supplies we coordinate all of this in-house so our members will work directly with a priority health employee to coordinate their right service we, this has been a pretty successful program for us and we're going to continue looking at the possibilities around transportation beyond our medicaid members as well another good example is what we call priority health connect this is actually a complementary online platform designed to connect individuals in the community with free and reduced cost programs and critical social services so we get a lot of data around what their needs is we connect them with the services and they can search for these services by using their zip code as well it's really a neat service and a third really great example one that excites me tremendously especially as my parents are medicare advantage recipients and often deal with social isolation So to address this, we have a partnership with an an organization called Papa. So um, this program connects Papa Pals with eligible Medicare Advantage members who need assistance with transportation, household chores, basic technology lessons, how do I use my iPad as an example, or even basic companionship and other senior services.
0: Those are great programs. What's the data infrastructure you've had to develop to support this work?
1: Yeah, Great question, Tom. As you can imagine, data is the lifeblood of of, uh, enabling a program like this. We do have um, a full-time data and analytics team that that are dedicated to this work. As part of our full lifecycle social determinants of health program, um, a couple of things. One, we are measuring risk exposure and impact likelihood at both the neighborhood and individual level. This allows us to understand and address individual barriers to optimal health, And at the same time also identifying systemic issues and resource gaps impacting specific communities so having that data enables us to link them to the right services in essence two together these views will really allow us to broadly leverage uh, the social determinants data across all of our services ranging from onboarding new members to chronic uh, condition care management to determining investment in community resource partnerships. So, as you said, data really is the lifeblood of uh, of what we've got to do. It arms our decision making around what uh, interventions, with whom, in what community, where we invest our, our our community impact dollars, and ultimately, really thinking about optimizing our care management programs as well.
0: How will you know how it's going? Whether or not you're having an impact?
1: Yeah, as you can imagine, our, our ability to objectively measure outcomes is critical because this is such a new and emerging area. So we certainly thought that through um, our partnership with Socially Determined will allow us to measure impact in a pretty standardized and repeatable way to iterate and apply new insights back into the life cycle. This truly will help um, drive our decisions around future community investments and social services collaboration. So a lot of data that we're getting through our partnership with Socially Determined. And as you articulated, we desire to be guided by data and success to us is providing more personalized support for each member and meeting their unique needs when they need it most. So really, I'd say, you know, creating health equity in our communities will ultimately lead to members living happier and healthier lives, which means better outcomes. So we keep track of all those health outcomes and and ultimately health outcomes means a lower cost of care for all of our more than 1 million members. The last piece, Tom, I would also add is we are also now beginning to embed uh, social vulnerability indices in the work that we're doing to further guide uh, the impact that we're having. And and ultimately what we're hoping to do is evaluate and make sure that those communities, those zip codes that are the most vulnerable, uh, are our programs reaching them or not. So that's another very cool way of of using data to drive a lot of our decision making as well.
0: well. Praveen the array that you describe is thrilling and it was it's tempting to go deeper on so many of them that last part where you talked about getting information based upon probably zip code neighborhood I'm hoping that you'll that your colleagues and you will write it up at greater length for so people can read about it as they're going to be reading about uh, the the virtual first outcomes over the course of the last year. I want to thank you for doing this interview today and even more important for doing all this work with your your terrific team of colleagues. I know that we'll be wanting to check in as uh, the years go by and learn with you. So thank you once again for joining us.
1: It's my pleasure, Tom. Thank you for the opportunity. And uh, we we call it greater good, right? Our commitment has and always will be our members and the communities we serve. So appreciate the opportunity.